Where's the booze? I got robbed by a sweet old lady on a motorized cart. I didn't even see it coming. Oh. Harry. No. Harry. No. Come on, Harry. You're up. Gets worse, Lloyd. My parakeet, Petey. Huh? He's dead. Oh. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Harry. What happened? His head fell off. His head fell off? Yeah, he was pretty old. Oh! That's it. I've had it with this dump! We got no food, we got no jobs, our pets' heads are falling off! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure Podcast. We're here to bring you the best in entertainment, entertainment-related news. Without further ado, I am Blake. And I am Ben. Welcome to the new and improved and now not dying of pneumonia podcast. <laughs> Even better, Blake. Oh my gosh. Did dude. you drink some Sprite and eat some chicken soup? No, I didn't. I did not at all. Um, <laughs> no. That's a, I'll tell you what. That's how South Park cured SARS. You remember well, that? You know what? South Park was wrong. I didn't have SARS. <laughs> um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, if you didn't read the Facebook page, you missed an episode last week because... Captain Insano here. I'm talking about myself. Decides, hey guys, what can I do to spice up this week? I know what. I'll ingest pneumonia in both of my lungs, and on top of my heart failure, try not to die this week. So uh, yeah, I had, yeah, it was it was not a fun week, man. I didn't know it was double pneumonia. Well, they said bilateral. They said it was in both my lungs. So huh. I thought I, I guess that entails double. I don't know. I had pneumonia in both my lungs, and it sucked. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> throw out there. And back to you, chicken noodle soup comment. You know I'm on a um. A low sodium diet because of my heart issues or whatever. Uh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I wasn't even yeah. thinking about sodium being in chicken yeah. noodles. And so, like, um, <laughs> what day was it? Sunday, when they brought the lunch out, it was like, now the food at that hospital is pretty decent. You That's know, what I hear. Memorial. But it was like a glob of tuna fish on like this thing of lettuce, which I guess made it a salad because mm-hmm. you put it on lettuce. Then there was a bowl of chicken noodle soup without any sodium in it at all. So it legit tasted like yellow water with three noodles and four pieces of chicken in it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't eat any of it. Yeah, I didn't. Then my mom and my aunt's all coming in like, we'll go to Dairy Clean and bring you something in if you want us to. I was like, it kind of negates the point of being on the I'll be fine. I ate enough of the chicken salad. Not chicken salad. Tuna salad. The tuna fish on a bed of lettuce. I want to lay you down on a bed of lettuce. <laughs> Call you a salad. Whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, it was an adventure, dude. I missed the podcast. I really did. Yeah. I actually look forward to sitting here and doing this with you every week, buddy. <laughs> you staring at this mug for a couple hours. Life. Huh? So staring at this mug for a couple That's hours. That's right. Yeah, a couple minutes because you're ugly. <laughs> what? Ugly. What? Anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a long week, man. It's been crazy. It was I got out like Monday, and it was homecoming, and so I really didn't do anything. They told me to take it easy all last week. They told me to take it easy this week too. But, so let's kind of lay it around. You'll probably hear me yawn a million times because I'm still kind of recovering. But I want to see a doctor write on a prescription pad, "Take her easy." Take like it just, easy. <laughs> Taking it easy. He did an Eagles version. <laughs> Anyways. So I didn't really do anything, you know, just trying to rest up because we had 
you know, my daughter was on homecoming court, and so mm-hmm. I had to drive into parade and walk across the field Friday night, do all that wonderful stuff. <laughs> it was an adventure, and I actually stayed and helped video the game afterwards, and I was just exhausted. By the time I got home, I was bleak, die. Now. Yeah, I saw. I saw pictures on Facebook of a. Uh, I saw a picture of, of Liliana on that car with your head peeking up into the top of the. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of my head, yesterday Trey came to church with uh, Bruce the Almighty and, and Jennifer, and uh, he kind of comes up to the stage. He goes like, "I was yelling at you during the parade, but you didn't hear me." He said, "I kept going, hey big head, hey big head." He's like, and every time I'd say it, Jennifer would elbow me and look at me and go, "Trey, hush." People might not know who you're talking about. Blake knows. Hey, big head. He goes, but they might think you're talking about his daughter. And he's like, oh, yeah, maybe I better not. I was like, well, she's half a waterhead, too, so she gets it. <laughs> hey, big head. There's a shout out, Trey. I just like how like he Trey's like one of the more zenful people that I've met in my life. But he's yet yet he's yelling in church or saying in church, "Big head, dude." Yeah, Trey's my buddy, man. Like I hadn't been called "big head" by him and the rest of the biggins clan at least <laughs> in ninety thousand times. Little Hobbit. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so let's get on with the show while we're here in five minutes and 20 seconds of absolute random Nothing. nothingness. We're great. Uh, we got a good show lined up for you today since we didn't talk about our top five 90 movies last week because I was not around. We're going to do it this week. Hey. And Laura may join us. I don't know. Said she had to go home and feed her minions. By minions, we mean wonderful children. So hopefully, we'll see. If she comes back, she does. She dies, she dies. <laughs> That <laughs> might have been a bad. That might have been a dies, bad. Um, let him die. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> All right, Avon Jago. Sitting boxing with a poly crew here. He's a machine. <laughs> if she. Anyway, stop it, Blake. Stop it. So, yeah, maybe Laura will join us. She's like, you want me to leave you my top five list in case I don't make it back? I was like, um, no. I'm not gonna read it. <laughs> We're not You're not here. I'm not gonna even <laughs> act like you gave it to me. It's weird. Um, I'm, as Laura's proxy, let me read this. Whatever. They're like a proxy. No. Does it say Ben and Blake's and their proxies? Excellent adventure. No. It doesn't. We don't do that kind of crap. You're either a special guest or you're not. Or just a guest. <laughs> and in your case, or either you're a special guest or you're just special. We'll let you figure out which one you are. Lara. Anyways, we got some interesting stuff to talk about this week. Let's focus. You just laugh like Muttley on the microphone. <laughs> you um, always laugh like Muttley on the microphone. Yeah. Focus. Let's focus, focus this missile. Let's do it. <laughs> that might have been another bad... Keep wow. talking. Anyways, Maybe they won't notice. Focus, let's focus this missile on Hiroshima. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of Hiroshima, we do have some Sony news. <laughs> wow. No, we're not talking about Rice Krispies. We're talking about Spider-Man news. Apparently, there's been another change in the whole Marvel Sony saga. Ben's going to give us some update on that. Soap in a opera. Uh, we also got a. An update on Doctor Sleep coming out. For those of you who don't know, it's the Shining sequel. Uh, it's coming out as a movie. Um, <coughs> ben, are gonna, ben and I are going to talk about what movie we watched this week. We're going to hopefully start at the recommendation of Lynn Robbins, yeah. our recommendation of the week. And since we both said we watched a movie this week, we're going to talk about that movie for just a little bit, kind of give you a recommendation. Uh, we got a couple of new stories. A company, Ben, is paying 1300 bucks to watch 13 scary movies by Halloween. Um. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. I don't know how it's gonna work out. Um, also, Brad Pitt is producing a Chris Cornell documentary. It's got to be good, maybe. Yep. Hopefully, we're gonna see. We're gonna talk about Disney Plus. You can pre-order that now. They've also put out their category, their uh, category, catalog. Their catalog, and man, is it massive! 
wah 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 well they uh, own everything now yeah, so. Jesus Christ. it's <laughs> like i was reading through it and i was like disney this would have been just been easier for you to put a list out of things that aren't going to be on <laughs> disney plus uh then we got some crazy news headlines because some of these are just too good to pass up we are question of the week we'll take a little break we'll talk about our top five movies of the 90s and then ben's going to give us uh a look into what's going on what's happening in the area uh, is there anything I missed? Oh, there's also another one. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, blah, 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 blah. So we can't um, get into the goods I've been without thanking our sponsors. Yeah. And uh, first and foremost, the ones that have been with us since day one, that's Dollar Bill and the folks down at Acme Pharmacy. Those OG sponsors. OG sponsors, man. And speaking of them, I, I've, I've seen them like twice this week. <laughs> <laughs> Give them my medicine. I was about to say, Blake, I hope you saw them with that ailment. <laughs> yeah, I did. And it was funny. Your dad's probably going to kill me for um, mentioning this. Mr. Bill, I'm sorry if he even listens. I don't even think he listens. But, like, I was going up to the pharmacy, and he was outside, like, walking down the sidewalk with a cup of coffee. And um, he had, like, on a T-shirt some, like – like those denim relaxed denim shorts that mm-hmm. older people wear and it's like slide on you know what I'm talking about I know what and you're those talking about. slide on shoes like those um Sperry's or whatever mm-hmm. he's just meandering down the sidewalk like a creek you know looking for I don't know what he was looking for and so I stopped and talked and I picked at him I was like you lucky you right you weren't at church because I was gonna put, call you out on your birthday and sing to you in front of everybody and he's like well Blake you know I was gonna get up and go but and then we had a 30 minute discussion about <laughs> bowel movements <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, I be having that happen sometimes too, Mr. Bill. Sometimes I have to go boo-boo and can't control it and can't go to church because I'd be boo-booing a lot. <laughs> like, what are you saying? Like, you know, he's at that age where he's got that, where, you know, the storytelling abilities are really coming alive now. Like, he's getting old. So I love you, Mr. Bill, but it's the truth. <laughs> I was like, and then after I walked off, I just, I realized, I was like, geez. I just had a 30-minute conversation with Dollar Bill about bowel movements on the front <laughs> sidewalk of Acme Pharmacy. But, uh, yeah, so while we're talking about our sponsors, geez Louise. <laughs> so, yeah, go by and check out the folks at Acme Pharmacy located on East Dame Avenue in Homerville. They are always there with a smiling face to fill your prescriptions and help you with the other health care-related needs. You can give them a call at 912-487-5327. Tell them Ben sent you. They won't give you anything, but just tell them that Ben sent you anyways. <laughs> They'll say, you've probably seen him before we did. Like Ben, he's still alive. Wait, I've been in him forever. <laughs> it's been a long time. I don't go in that often. I don't either, unless I need medicine. Yeah. Duh. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, and we also need to thank, thank the people at Anchor.fm. They yes. are our podcast aggregate. And if you are feeling froggy and want to put your own podcast out, they're your one-stop shop for all things podcast-related. They have a nifty little engine built into their website or into their app that you can download where you can uh, use it to record your own podcast on your phone, your iPad, your computer, wherever you're at. And then uh, they will host it and actually aggregate it out to other podcast sites for you. Or you can do like Ben and I do and record your own and upload it to their website and they'll still do the same thing. So check them out, anchor.fm, or you can download the app on Google Play and the Apple iTunes Store of Awesomeness. Whew. I think <laughs> Apple should pay us for that little bit. Right. Ben, let's jump into it. Sweet. Let's jump into it while we were talking about Asians a second ago. <laughs> Spider-Man news came up. Tell us, tell us what's going on in the world of Peter Parker these days, Benjamin. Yeah, so uh, the big the big news a couple of weeks ago was that the the deal had expired between Sony and Marvel on Marvel's ability to use Spider Man yeah. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, 
all that being said is before they thought before the Marvel Cinematic Universe was a glimmer in Marvel's eyes they were thinking let's make some money off of these characters and let's you know we'll sell the rights to these characters and so they did that and so a lot of the big name like the the biggest properties that they own got snapped up by these uh, companies like Sony and Fox and and Paramount so like X-Men Fantastic Four Spider-Man being the three most predominant got their rights were purchased by other companies outside of Disney who bought Marvel years later. <clears throat> so, Spider-Man is I mean Sony and Marvel got came to an agreement that yeah. they could use Spider-Man in the Marvel movies um for a a finite amount of time. Yeah. Um cuz Sony conti- did want to continue to make Spider-Man properties too. And they have the the Venom movie, Spider Man uh, into the Spider Verse, and the Venom movie. They, they were both very good, um, very good deliveries. In that yeah, franchise. and they've got more stuff planned. Uh, I think they've even got a, a Morbius, the Living Vampire movie. Yeah, uh, I heard they're going to expand on, expand on the whole symbiote. Mm-hmm. Well, they they teased Carnage at the end of uh, the yeah, last Venom movie. So, um, anyways, so the the deal expired. And Sony and Marvel couldn't come to an agreement at the time. Uh, and then I think Sony woke up one day and realized, hey, we like money. Um, and they decided to we continue really the deal it. with Marvel for at least one more movie, yeah. which is great because uh, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, if they, they didn't get to continue that, they left it on one heck of a exactly. cliffhanger. <laughs> they, they, teased, they teased a very, very big... Yeah, some big stuff. A at the big end plot of. twist for Spider-Man, and um, um, so it's it's looking like we're going to get a third Spider-Man movie in the Marvel Universe, which is great because Tom Holland as Spider-Man is something I can get behind one hundred percent. More yeah. of that, please. Um, he made me cry, or about at least. Well, I'll man up. He made me cry um, at the end of uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Um, he made me cry. I won't go into it because apparently I spoiled Endgame for some people on the podcast. I mean, you may as well at uh, this point. If you hadn't seen it, you deserve to have it spoiled. Sorry, it's your fault. Amy. Go ahead and throw it. Who? Amy uh, Riveron, Troy's wife. Uh, I, I read. I saw them a couple of weeks ago, and she's like, "You sp- you spoiled the uh, Endgame for me." Is that? Like, Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I wasn't I'm trying not, to. Um, I'm not sorry. Should have already watched. It. <laughs> well, they were moving. They were moving from That's Australia true. back to I'll America. Give you that. So, um, so sorry. I will not, without shouting, um, spoiler, uh, spoiler, spoiler. I won't spoil anything. Of, of what? Endgame? Yeah. Um, Are you talking about when Tony Stark dies? <laughs> Is that the part you're talking about at the end when Tony Stark dies? I can't remember what part I spoiled. It's very possible that's what I spoiled. You're talking about Spider-Man. He made you cry. It had to be when Tony Stark died at no, the no, end. No, no, no. Not in, in Endgame, uh, in Infinity War. So, uh, like, at the end of Infinity War. Like when he dies at the end of the video. Yeah, when, when he's going, he's oh, turning Mr. Stark. The dust. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. I'm feeling tingly. He was so, he was so good. Um, he's going to die, spider kid. So, anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> so we've got, and I don't know, I'm interested to see what villain they do for the next Spider-Man movie because Vulture and Mysterio were both done really well. Um, yeah, I think Michael Keaton did Vulture. Like, he, I think he did that character justice. Yeah. I, um, and, you know, here's one I was... Like when they did the um, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, which I thought mm. was okay. Mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to Rhino being a character. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they had him in there in spots. But then you also saw, like, when they were going through that Oscorp vault, where you saw the rhino suit, you saw the Dr. Ox suit. Mm-hmm. You, saw, you saw, like, a whole bunch of things that could lead up to... They were gearing up for characters. Sinister Six, is yeah. what it looked like they were doing, yeah, um, but, which would have been interesting. And yeah. super expensive to produce. <laughs> Extremely, but... We're talking about an age where where we've just had the whole Infinity Saga. So that's true. I God, because no. of course they know they're going to make it back. So yeah, exactly. Um, that is, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see who they they pick. I would love to see a recreation of Doctor Octopus, even though they did a semi decent job with Doctor Octopus's daughter in um, into the Spider Verse. Yeah. And uh, Alfred Molina was a good Doctor Octopus <laughs> in Spider Man too. Yeah, Alfred um, Molina was very good. Doctor Octopus, you know. I'm split. My favorite Spider-Man villain is Mysterio. I've always yeah. had a soft spot for Mysterio. But um, it's hard to argue that either Green Goblin or Dr. Octopus are Spider-Man's greatest enemy of all time, yeah. just for the sheer amount of stories there are for I wonder both. if they're avoiding the Green Goblin, Hobgoblin line just because... They've done it so many times. They've the arc in, you know, in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and then the Andrew Garfield one. Yeah. I would imagine that they're probably. Of course, it would be cool to see Norman Osborn, um, especially since after that Spider-Man movie, the uh, Tobey Maguire one, um, he's become such a more relevant character in that universe. Um, He was the head of Shield for a while. Um, Interestingly enough, he had his own (laughs) he had his own Dark Avengers. It was pretty cool. I'd like to see personally like a a more on screen version of. Kingpin, I think that'd be great. Yeah, they could adapt that in somehow. Well, yeah, I'd love you know. for them to flip the uh, Daredevil stuff from the TV show into the yeah, Marvels. That'd be that really would be good. awesome. I'd um, like to see them do more with the Punisher that they did. Well, they Marvel really wants to use Barenthal's Punisher again. Yeah, um, I think they from should. What I read, Barenthal did a great job. Yeah, he was really good. All right, so um, <laughs> on to the next item before we nerd out here on Spider Man all day. Uh, Doctor Sleep comes out next month. Ben, give us an update on that. An update on that. So uh, Stephen King uh, has just—I mean, he's always been popular. He's one of the most read authors in the yeah. world. Um, dun, but dun, dun. In the, yep, I just—I uh, gave my buddy Blake a copy of it dun, dun, for his birthday. It, um, it, it, and um, it. I <laughs> oh, fed into it. Uh, I, I didn't know. We're I so played tw- the fifth. We're so twelve. The um, but <laughs> he they've made a bunch of movies based on his stuff recently. Like he he yeah. was really popular in the in the eighties and the early nineties, and then he sort of the popularity sort of waned for a while, and now Wang it, Chung, Wang Chung, um, and then recently, so we had Pet Cemetery. Earlier in the year, we've yeah. had the It movies have been really popular. Uh, we got uh, an adaptation of Gerald's Game on Netflix. Um, there's just been a lot of Stephen King stuff, and one of which is he wrote a book in the last several years uh, that is a sequel to The Shining called Doctor Sleep. Um, I haven't read the book. I'll admit I'll cop to that. Um, but the movie is coming out uh, next month, uh, and it stars Ewan McGregor as a grown-up Danny. Uh, from The Shining um, uh, and sort of how he's dealing with um, life with The Shine and there's a new girl that he 
he finds that is uh, also has The Shining, and uh, it's uh, uh, them sort of uh, dealing with that situation, and him dealing with what happened with his dad, and and apparently there's uh, I don't know what the whole Doctor Sleep is about. I'll be I'll be honest about that, but oh. I have a feeling that somebody that they have to fight together. Yeah. So, but it sounds really interesting. I'm all for you and McGregor doing anything because I think he's really good. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to see him. You don't see him that much anymore. Yeah. He well, do- you know, he's getting ready. To, he's been filming that uh, that Obi Wan special That's for true. Disney Plus. Should be good. Um, here's a news bit, Ben. Website. You ever been wanting to? Uh, you ever been wanting to get paid to watch scary movies? Yes. Um, yeah. When has your chance? That's almost my dream job. <laughs> <laughs> so according to, excuse me, Fox 19, if Halloween's your favorite holiday, there's a job out there for you that's so perfect it's terrifying. USDish.com says they're looking for one, and there's the kicker. There's only <laughs> be one. One unlucky witch, wizard, demon, ghost, zombie, whatever you want to call yourself, to watch 13 Stephen King movies for 1300 bucks. That real enough? In yeah. addition to the $1,300 paycheck, you'll also get a Stephen King survival kit, including a flashlight, a blanket, movie watching snacks, um, pretty well anything that you can think of, an Amazon gift card, on and on and on and on and on. That's pretty awesome, though. Yeah, I mean, the, and, oh, sorry, and a Fitbit to track just how bad those thrilling jump scares, you know, how much they make your heart rate go up. Website says they're offering this spooky deal because as a premium channel provider, they're all about scary movies and want to share the horror with their friends who also enjoy things like bump in the night. Is it for Shudder? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Candidates can put on their website through October the 15th. That is USA, I'm sorry, usdish.com. Hmm. USDISH.com. So yeah, check that out. Um, What else were we going to look at? Oh, shoot. Uh, Disney Plus. I yeah, mean, that's, that's what I was looking down my list here. Trying to... So, Disney Plus, you know, the streaming service for all things Disney related, which will also include these Marvel movies. Um, moments you've been waiting for here, Benj, you can pre-order Disney Plus and be among the first to start streaming on November 12th. Uh, so, what exactly does that mean? If you sign up for Disney Plus from now until the service's launch date, you'll be among the first to start streaming the never-before-seen original shows and films being created exclusively for the service on November 12th. That includes shows like The Mandalorian, uh, the live-action adaptation of Lady and the Tramp. Uh, there's a couple more. Now, you'll be able to stream it uh, at launch from a wide selection of mobile and connected TV devices like gaming consoles, uh, your streaming media players, uh, smart TVs. You also enjoy commercial-free viewing, up to four streams at the same time, unlimited downloads, personalized recommendations, and the ability to set up seven different profiles catered to your preference. Uh, let's see. During pre-order, you can sign up for monthly subscriptions at six ninety-nine or annual subscriptions at sixty-nine ninety-nine, which is not bad at all. Yeah. So basically, you sign up for the year, they give you like two months free. It's kind of course, sad though that uh, they feel that the uh, the live-action Lady and the Tramp uh, yeah. they they relegated it to uh, the streaming service well, instead they did of so they could sell more of it. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Um, and of course, number twelve, you have the chance to sign up for Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus for twelve ninety nine a month, which you'll get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Uh, and so then there, uh, you can go to DisneyPlus.com and pre-order. You'll start streaming on November the twelfth. And dude, they released last week um, 
they released this catalog and I'm trying to get to it now. And there's no way, and you know what, that I'm reading all of these. <laughs> but it is unreal. Like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, it would have been easier for them to put a list out of movies. That What's were, not on there. Yeah. So the, the, here's some that, um, like, 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay. Why is that on there? I don't get that. It's, I guess, um, a, something that Disney owns now. They've got <laughs> made that the 61 version of 101 Dalmatians, the 96 uh-huh. version of it. Um, let's see. They got a Adventures Cruella de Vil movie babysitting. coming out. Okay. I, I didn't realize that was one. Adventures of well, Bullwhip Griffin. Um, they used Thor in Adventures yeah, in Babysitting, right. so maybe Marvel that. had something to do with the making of that movie. Uh, um, I mean, dude, there it is. It's amazing. Like, of course, the Marvel movies, um, all of the old Disney movies that you can think of, Aristocats, Apple Dumpin' Gangs on there, nice. um, all the Avengers movies up to, um, let's see. Does it Avengers have Condor Man? War, Age That's of what I want to know. Do what? Does it have Condor Man? Condor Man, let's look. That was Disney's first superhero movie back in the late um, 70s, early Cauldron, 80s. Cauldron, the Black Hole. Uh, hello. Who? Who? Condor Man. Yeah, I don't really look for no, it. No, I'm looking for it. <laughs> I'm looking for it. But this list is so It's, it's not long. that great a movie. But I got to see if it's on here. I don't see it on here. Okay, that's cool. Coco, College Road Trip, Color of Friendship, The Computer Who Wore Tennis Shoes, Cool Runnings. Cool Love Runnings. That movie. But dude, yeah, like, I'll try to post this list on the Facebook page. It's too extensive to read. I'm not going through all that. <laughs> I'm not going through all that tonight at all. So, um, let's see. I thought that was Laura that came in, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, ben, to our question, what movie did you watch this week? Give us a rundown and uh, tell us about it a little bit without spoiling it. I watched It Chapter 2. Um, because Tony Stark dies. It I'm was sorry. very good. Um, if you enjoyed the first It, uh, you enjoy this. Um, it's a continuation of the story. It's it's when they return back to Derry because uh, Pennywise has returned. Um, if you've read the book or seen the original miniseries that ran, you'll you'll kind of you'll know pretty much the beats to it. They don't um, deviate too far from it. Just is done a little bit differently. <laughs> it's done a little bit. Well, I take that back. They do go into the. Uh, um, unlike the book, there's not a giant talking turtle um, <laughs> that teaches them all how to uh, destroy Pennywise. That was on Neverending Story. Yep. <laughs> you do not. Be- I'm sorry. <laughs> the um, but it's really good. the The actors that they get to play the the kids all grown up all do a really good job, um, and they're shockingly good representations of those kids in in a weird way the kids almost always are better um sort of like in the in the original it the part with the kids was so much better than the when they were all grown up um but it's it's a very good movie i've got a special place in my heart for it it was the first stephen king book i ever read even though it's massive um I'm terrified looking at it. And uh, I've, I've always been a big Ray Bradbury fan. And I, when I read or when I see it, it makes me think of like something wicked this way comes and some yeah. of some of those like um, 
these were the, all these were the golden days of our youth but this this horrible thing also happened um so i i just really enjoyed it uh i'm also a big bill Hader fan so it was good seeing him uh he plays the grown-up richie tozier bill Hader. <laughs> not bill Hader. all right what movie did you see <coughs> i watched the new hellboy movie this week yeah i was in my um in a recliner bored nothing else to do except for die from pneumonia <laughs> and i was like you know what i've been wanting to watch this for a while so i pulled up on the fire stick and watched a pirated copy and I, it was actually um very good i was wondering how what's the new guy what's the new hellboy's name um david harbour yeah david harbour i was wondering how he was going and that the guy that's on stranger things yes he plays the uh, cop on do, stranger things taking over for ron perlman and he actually did a great job um <laughs> taking over for ron perlman and uh you know i mean the storyline it's not it's not a, a continuation of the other hellboy movies it's just like a reimagining if mm. you will and um i thought they did a very good job of not watering down the first part of the story with mm-hmm. hellboy's origin yeah but explaining it throughout the movie in different little parts where it didn't feel so muddy and heavy and uh they explained his origin very well and um you know and they build it against the villain the blood queen or the blood witch or whatever she was yeah don't they isn't it all about like Baba Yaga yeah um which is an actual like folklore yep witch um and um yeah so I'm not gonna try to spoil it but (laughs) it's pretty it's it's pretty good it's very 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 good I enjoyed it and so uh, yeah I, I mean I would recommend it to anybody that you know, I would love to see that version of it come to the Marvel universe too. You know, because Hillboy is a Marvel character, right? No, he's not. No. Nope. Then why would why would people be saying? I read some article that talked about Hillboy coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Shouldn't. Maybe. He's a Dark Horse comic character. Maybe I was high on medicine. <laughs> now there is moment, yeah. there is a character uh, in Marvel called Damian Hellstorm, uh-huh. who is the son of Satan, uh-huh. uh, but he's a superhero. Maybe that's what it was. Um, I'm gonna blame it on the music. And then DC the- has Hellblazer, which is John Constantine. The uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm going to blame it on the medicine. You can hear him still coughing. <laughs> uh, other news, we mentioned it earlier. Uh, Brad Pitt is set currently to produce this uh, Chris Cordell, Cordell. documentary <laughs> called Like a Stone. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> more by Metro News. There's, they've released a couple more details. It's going to be titled, reportedly, Like a Stone. And it's going to center around Chris Cornell and Audio Slave and Soundgarden. Um, Brad Pitt, I didn't realize, was a very good friend of Chris Cornell's. Hmm. And um, he's producing it with his film, uh, Film 45 Production Company. And so he'll be working alongside uh, Cornell's widow, Vicky Cornell. And uh, Peter Berg is actually set to direct it. Okay. Now, uh, part uh, parts of it are set to be um, dramatized with Laughlin McDonald slated to play the lead singer, hmm. according to IMDb. Uh, there's other actresses, Drana De Niro, Adelicia Morris, Michael Fitzgerald, and Sandeep. Uh, but it's not known fully what aspects of Cornell's life. They'll see more than likely to be a lot of it during his time with Soundgarden uh, during the 90s. And so uh, it reportedly released in the cinemas 2021. So that'll be, um, yeah, that'll be, be, be something something good to look for. I feel like I'm rambling here. <laughs> oh, let's see. I'm going through my list. Covered this. We've covered that. Let's cover some of these crazy headlines, Ben. Let's do it. <laughs> we can give all of these are going to get our go ahead and get award for this week. <laughs> go on and get. Go on and get. First one is the funniest one to me. Just the headline: Porn star Bridget the Midget 
arrested for allegedly stabbing her boyfriend in the leg. If you're a midget, can you really reach any higher than the leg? Man? Just going to throw that out there. And I'm going to move on because if we stay on that one, we'll get in trouble. Uh, according to Fox News, they arrested put over an Amish Wait buddy. a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. What? Yeah. You, said a, you said that midget lady stabbed that guy in the... In his leg. The, I didn't know she could stoop so low. Oh, low blow from that the midget. That doesn't work so well. Low blow I from tried. the midget. Yeah. I tried. I know you did. I'm moving on because we're gonna, we will get in trouble with that one. Uh, Ohio deputies pull over Amish buggy with stereo system inside. Bad materials covering it up, but according to uh, police in Ohio, these dudes were drunk and were swerving all over the road with their horse-drawn buggy. And uh, they found a 12-pack of Mick Ultra on top of the vehicle, several open bottles inside. Um... The men who come from a community which largely shuns alcohol and modern technology <laughs> bailed out of the buggy so fast that the horse continued pulling the empty coach down the road, <laughs> loaded down with speakers. Brother Liam, they were they were having him a party. I want them so desperately to have either been just playing ACDC as loud oh as they God. could, or just Hell's like the bells. or just like the dirtiest rap music from like the early nineties. <laughs> I got uh, easy in there cruising down the street and my six foot jocking the snitches. Anyways, um, let's see. Here's a here's this one is amazing. I'm gonna save the other one for last. Adopted 22 year old dwarf poses as a nine year old child tried to kill the family. 45 year old woman named Christine Barnett in Lafayette, Indiana. Uh, said back in May of 2010, her and her 43-year-old husband, Michael Barnett, agreed to an emergency adoption of a six-year-old girl from the Ukraine named Natalia. Uh, well, 2013, Christine and Michael moved to Canada and they left Natalia behind. Authorities tracked them down last week and arrested them for neglect of a dependent, but they say isn't what they seem. They say they didn't abandon their nine-year-old. They say they figured out their daughter was actually a 22-year-old dwarf <laughs> who was posing as a child and had been to court to prove it. As I said, she was a sociopath. They tried to poison both of them and push her into an electric fence and even attacked the baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's straight up. And I, I think we talked about... The movie The Orphan. That's the movie The Orphan. Is yeah. <laughs> yeah, it says it right here. The Orphan featured the same exact scenario. They even got pictures of the the girl. But they legally changed the girl's age. And uh, wow. Let me see. So, um, I don't want to see. Oh. Uh, and never adopt kids from the Ukraine. Where'd the G dang picture go? <laughs> it was just right here. I promise it was. Oh, let me hit read more. A there likely she. story. There she is. Oh, that's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's even crazier than Bridget the Midget. <laughs> one more. I'm not gonna read the one. What's about up with these dwarves? Huh? <laughs> What's up with these dwarves? Just this, going crazy. This one's great right here. This is probably my favorite one, according to CNN. <laughs> Price's right contestant in wheelchair wins a treadmill. <laughs> Let the good times roll. <laughs> Stop. My lungs hurt. Stop. Stop it. How did they know the price of a treadmill? Oh, my <laughs> That's God. Like, or or relatively. Wrong. Daniel Perez, wrong. a contestant in a wheelchair on the Price's right, won a treadmill and a sauna, according to the report. Oh my gosh! Wow! How can if you're Drew Carey? How do you say that? you won a new treadmill? I bet Drew Carey was laughing so hard on the inside. Ba da ba, ba da ba. Anyways, 
that's great. Don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. Yeah. <laughs> Work those legs out. Decrepit legs on this treadmill. Anyways, wow. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, let's do our question of the week, Ben, because we're like 35 minutes and okay. we're getting to our top five here. So the question of the week. What is... Okay. This is not going to be about music or anything like that. Okay. <laughs> what is the dumbest thing you ever said as, in your childhood that you regret saying now? Or like the dumbest piece... And I'll go first on this one. What's the, what's the dumbest wish you ever made as a kid that you wish you could take back now? Mine was... I can't wait to grow up and be an adult. <laughs> I would love to get some reverse on that time, go back in the time machine and slap my little self silly. The dumbest thing that I wish for was Miss Gill's heart for Valentine's Day. <laughs> on a platter, Blake. Um. <laughs> no, Ben, I will not kiss you. Um, I, You know, when you're... In, when you're a teenager and you like you're just a big ball of angst and emotions um there's probably several times where like you would go oh god i would really like to date that girl you know i'm not gonna air my laundry out here on the podcast but like um so you'll never know who i'm talking about but like you're probably like you know wishing that kind of thing and then you realize like you know if it's if it's gonna happen, if, it ha- if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. So, um, probably something like that, you know. But yours is really good too. <laughs> Everybody wants to grow up. Do they get there? I wish I could grow up. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, yeah. So we've talked about a lot. We are at thirty-seven minutes. We're going to take a quick break here from our sponsors. We'll be right back with our top five movies from the nineties. You don't want to miss it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at Acme Pharmacy. Acme Pharmacy is located at 18 East Dame Avenue in Homerville. And they are your one-stop shop for all your pharmaceutical and healthcare product related needs. Bill Murray, the owner, and his staff are always waiting with a smiling face and a warm welcome to make you feel like part of the family. They're open daily from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. and are closed on Sunday. That's Acme Pharmacy at 18 East Dame Avenue in Homerville. You can give them a call at 912-487-5327. Welcome back to Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure. Now that Laura has decided to join us from her pizza con quiz, um, we're going to get started. We've been waiting for an hour now. We took an hour break. So I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. She's sitting We've behind me. break that long. I can feel her ginger stabby eyes penetrating my shoulder right now. Is it okay if I say penetrating on the podcast? That's one of those words that kind of make people. Yeah, we're like, taking that one back. Like, <laughs> like moist. That's one of those that make people's skin crawl. Did they get we're Chris Stapleton to say penetrating when they did that? Thing? No, but they should. Have. You said we're taking that one back. Like, are, are we? Are you mouth on the Goonies now? Taking people's yeah, we're taking them all back. Memories back from the bottom of the wishing wheel. Anyways, <laughs> gracious. We are at. Um, there was, this is about '90s movies, not '80s movies. <laughs> it's in your mouth. <clears throat> we are at 39 minutes and 20 seconds. So, without further ado, let's jump right into this um, train wreck. And Laura, since you're the lady here, we're going to allow you to go first. That's chivalry. We're talking about our top five '90s movies, and we figure if we let you go first, that'll at least get the sappy pick out of the way. And I'm just kidding. 
I'm totally kidding. Maybe not, but maybe. All right. So, um, Laura, why don't you tell us what you got for number five? Okay. Just like with the 80s movies, this was such a hard list Mm. to compile. When you take an entire decade of different genres and you try to pick five of your favorites, it's nearly impossible to do. So, I'm giving you today's top five. Tomorrow, it could have been something different. But number five today is Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman, yes, it's the girly movie that y'all need on this podcast to make things well-rounded. Julia Roberts, Richard Gere, great movie. Um, I don't think I have to explain it to many people, but she's a prostitute, and he picks her up, and they fall in love, and the rest is history. It's like, you know, Cinderella with a twist. Uh Little, little prostitution in there. Anyway, but it's a great movie, and it's just, for me... I think that it was just a fun movie. I was uh, probably, I'm going to say, maybe like 11, 12 when it came out. And mm-hmm. um, I can't believe that my mother let me watch it, you know, <laughs> but we did. All it was of, a different you know, time. Everybody everybody watched it. So uh, anyway, it's my number five. I like it. And today it's my number five. Tomorrow it could have been something else. Have you seen the video that... Uh Whenever Paul Rudd comes on to the Tonight Show, him and Jimmy Fallon will like redo like old music videos and stuff. Yes. And they did the song from Pretty Woman. Uh, I cannot remember the name of the song or the band that performed it, but uh, Paul Rudd and Jimmy Fallon are playing that band. I, I please don't ask me to remember because I, I do not. <laughs> Now I gotta look. I'm it up. trying to remember. Was it the '80s? It's not right round because they, no, 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 they, they did that one. They did that one, but they also did. Uh, they did sticks one time. Yeah, they did. And then they did. Um, they did the song from Pretty Woman, and I can't remember which which one. No, no it's not, not really the song Pretty Woman. <laughs> which song from Pretty Woman? That's what I'm. I'm trying to look it up real quick. It's just. It's. It's such a random love story but it's so good i mean you can't it's richard gear for heaven's sakes and julia roberts and that was still pretty early in her career she was picking up king of wishful thinking by go west <gasps> i've not seen that but i'm gonna you need be to see it that it's later. pretty great <laughs> you're gonna sing us a snippet of it then? no because i don't know any of the words to it. <laughs> but I don't know any other words to Alright, who's next? Benjamin's next. Why don't you tell us I'm what your next. number five is? Because you're not going to sing for us. We should, okay, we I might still sing. Here's it's just not going to be that song. Here's the new rule. If you're going to name a song from a movie, you have to sing a snippet of it. It's new rule. <laughs> Starting from now on out, buddy. Be careful. Tread lightly, Tread friend. Tread lightly. <laughs> I just want to say, I want to add, like, Julia Roberts... As a prostitute in that movie, I'd I'd spend all my paycheck <laughs> on her. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw that out there. What was her little friend's name? What was the dumb hooker's name in that movie? What was her friend's name? You know the one that she was. I'm like pretty living. sure she's not credited as dumb hooker in what the movie. What was her name? I can't. <laughs> it, uh, Kit, yeah, yeah, Kit DeLuca. It was on. It came on the other day, and I watched some of it just because Julie Roberts is incredibly hot <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? <laughs> My dream is Julia Roberts as a prostitute <laughs> from that movie. Bada bing. Bada, Bada bing. Anyways. Uh, so I was telling wow. Blake uh, earlier, they, they gave me a hard time about Amadeus on my uh, on my 80s movies list. Uh, the, Who's they been? You and... Uh, sorry, Laura. I you did and Laura. not... <laughs> 
give you a hard time about that. But <laughs> a little bit. And, and so I was looking at my rat in your pocket about it, talking about we. I was looking at my list and I was like, you know what? None of these were like huge movies. <laughs> well, one of them was huge, but it was kind of an indie movie. That's just weird. Um, and that's my number five. And my number five is Pulp Fiction. Uh, um, so, well, yeah, with cheese. It's it's lost a little bit of its luster for me over the years, but I, but when that movie came out. It kind of changed my life in a weird way. It's because you've only watched like, it nine it, million times since it came out. It's part of the reason I got so into movies, which was became a big part. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars, um, Pulp Fiction, and then um, others. <laughs> so, hmm. What others, been? Um, Ron well, Jeremy for, movies? There was one for me. It's actually another 90s movie that isn't on my list, but uh, there was a movie that came out in 97 called L.A. Confidential that oh, uh, I was really, really, really big fan of. But, um, but Pulp Fiction, um, they like to say that it started the whole like doing like not a straight narrative thing, which is not true. They've been doing that for years. But yeah. um, Sunset Boulevard begins with the ending. Um, but it's just a great, it's a great, uh, ensemble cast Bruce Willis Uma Thurman John Travolta Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson, Jackson. was it's kind of his yeah. breakout performance it's a great movie um, and he lost uh, he lost the best supporting actor Oscar to uh, another film that's on my list and we'll get to that um, but he, him and um, Gary Sinise and Forrest Gump both lost that year that was a that was a hot uh, that, was a that was a hot best supporting actor lineup that year yeah. <laughs> But um, I don't know. It's just I, there's something about Tarantino's movies. Even to this day, when they come out, like I gotta go see them. I, I, me and my dad went to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when it came out. I, I really liked it, <laughs> and I liked it better the more I thought about it later. Like at the time, I liked it, but then as I thought about it, I was like, you know, I really like that movie. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is amazing in it. Um, Pulp Fi- Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction is is a cultural touchstone uh, performance to me. Like I just it set a, it set in motion what how we perceive Samuel Jackson for the rest of his career because uh, he doesn't say no to any script whatsoever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he will do anything. That's how you know he was a struggling word. actor at one point. Yeah. He will say yes. He'll say yes to the dress every time. Um, Big Mac. But it's, it's just a great movie. It's got a great soundtrack. Am I going to mention a song, Blake? Do I have to sing it? Miserlou. No words. Can't sing it. <laughs> well, then you better get to humming, Hoss. <laughs> That's cool. Cool. <laughs> but it's got a great soundtrack um, um, I still listen to that soundtrack hmm. It's just a great movie It is a good movie it's, yeah. Do not it. under any circumstance let your children watch it <laughs> Like your parents did Well Good job Dollar Bill Look how great I came out though Fantastic my book buddy <laughs> What's that number five Blake? Uh, my number five <clears throat> I'm going to be like Laura on this one This list is Subject to change. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Daily. I'm not even gonna say daily. I'm gonna probably say hourly. And uh, it's changed. That's why I've refused to actually write this list down. <laughs> as we've gone these two weeks, I'm just pulling them as we go tonight. And uh, because, dude, that 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 
uh, decade in uh, cinematography was fantastic. That, as far as film goes, you know, from the documentary to the horror movie to the comedy movie, it, I mean, there were a lot of like big, big bombs that were dropped throughout that decade. And so it's hard to sit down and come up with like a definitive list. So for tonight, uh, my number five is a Jim Carrey movie from 98. And this is quite possibly one of my favorite movies ever. It's going to make number five tonight because all of these movies are quite possibly some of my favorite movies. I'm talking about The Truman Show. It is always going to be a classic in my book. Yeah. Um, the the narrative, the screenplay, everything from start to finish about this movie was fantastic. And for those of you who don't know, it's a movie that follows the life of a television character who is played by Jim Carrey. Um, I don't know if it was like a social experiment turned into a TV show. Yeah, almost or, in a weird way. Know, Ed Harris plays the the director or whatever, the guy named Christoph or whatever. And so it follows Jim Carrey's character from a baby as he grows old and his, like documents his entire life. And what he doesn't realize is like all the friendships he's made and, and everybody that he knows are just actors on a television set. And the entire world is, is watching his life until this girl that he falls for, I and mean, she's played by uh, was that that one Laura Linney that was that Natasha whatever anyways yeah Laura Linney played his wife this was Natasha McElhone anyways McElhone Captain <laughs> has her name Mackel not gonna try anymore anyways <laughs> not gonna remember that off office space Mike <laughs> not, gonna, not, gonna, not gonna work here anymore <laughs> not, gonna, not, gonna, not gonna work here anymore anyways anyways and so you know she knows what's going on and she gets tired of it and she tries to revolt they fire her and then he eventually, you know, starts noticing things after she dropped a couple hints on him. He's like, something's not quite right here. So he eventually figures out that, you know, his, his, his life is a fake. And it ends with Kristoff trying to kill him in the fake ocean. And he finally sails into that wall mm-hmm. <laughs> and walks up the stairs. And his last words is, in case I don't see you again, good afternoon. I always say good morning, good afternoon, and good night or something mm-hmm. like that. It's a great movie. It I, anytime great movie. it comes on, I'm going to watch it. Um, I, I love the movie. Every time I see a bottle of Fiji water, it makes <laughs> me think of the Truman Show. <laughs> yeah. Truman, have you watched Truman Show, Laura? Wow, oh, it's wow, so good. Wow. You need to watch it. We're going to give you a homework list tonight of movies you should watch in the next decade because I know you're not going to get to them this week. It's, but it's uh, yeah, Truman all, Show, that's my number five. Great filmmaker, it. too. Peter Weir directed that movie, yeah. and he did Dead Peter Poet Weir Society. A bunch of good movies. Um, he did uh, Fearless, which is one of the movies mm-hmm. I uh, suggested on the website, on the Facebook page. Um, yep. A lot of good ones. Uh, Laura, what do you got for number four? Okay. Uh, number four for me is the Shawshank Redemption and so here's what's crazy I'd never seen it until I got married and my mm-hmm. husband is obsessed with it and it's like his <laughs> what is that Catcher in the Rye that, uh-huh. like all the serial killers if, it's, if, if they have it he has to purchase it well if it's on Jamie has to watch it uh-huh. he has to so finally I sat down and watched the entire thing and I was like oh my gosh what have I been missing all of these years it is such a phenomenal movie it is Tim Robbins does a great job um portraying that lead character who's wrongfully accused of murder and goes to prison and he is with actual murderers and you know other various things but he uses his different talents to be able to make a life there until he can get out of there mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. is such a talented actor but him narrating that movie makes me want to have him narrate my life right. like I want to hear <laughs> Morgan Freeman's voice in the background with everything 
well, she got up and made herself a cup of coffee this morning, and you know, whatever. But he, it was just such a great movie. There were so many um, big points to me of of um, just great acting. There, there were so many different characters that worked so well together. Yeah, um, and it really kind of for Stephen King, who I have always thought of all of his things to be you know, dark and, mm-hmm. and horror and all that stuff he has made some incredible incredible movies yeah. that are, are that are borderline like drama um so Shawshank Redemption was was my number four it's yeah. fantastic and I love it get busy living or get, get busy, busy dying. dying that's right <laughs> we can't finish that line <laughs> what was what was the guy's name that that had been there for so long and he was like the librarian oh. And Brooks. Pa- Brooks, yeah. Brooks, and then he, so then he carves in the wall, Brooks was here, and mm-hmm. I don't, it was just such a moving thing to me. And then the, the end of it, um, how it all <coughs> turns out in the very end, I don't know, it was just, I just loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. It really is a great, and it's a movie that... <clears throat> You know, it's routinely, you know, it's on the AFI top 100 list. It's always right. at the top of the IMDb 250 list. It makes all these lists and, and you know, it's on TV like 24-7, it right. seems like. Um, it's a movie that when it when it came out in the theaters, nobody went to go see. Well, I was thinking like, that it, it was, didn't have a good reception. But I want to think that maybe it came out around the same time as like Schindler's List or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that... For some reason, in my mind, it just didn't draw mm-hmm. a whole ton of attention to me. Like I wouldn't have stopped what I'm doing to go and see yes. it. Um, but to know that Stephen King wrote it, I mean, it, he just did a phenomenal job. And there's yep. another. I have an honorable mention on my list. That's another Stephen King movie that that I just absolutely love. I already know which but one it is. It shows all his. It shows so much versatility yeah. in, in his writing. So. He he really is. He's. He, He's pigeonholed as a horror writer, and that's what he mostly writes. But like, he just—he's a great storyteller. He really is. I mean, it's sort of amazing the sheer amount of stuff that he's—he's he's done. I think so too. Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. Tell us your number four. My number four um, is a movie that I loved from the very first time I saw it, um, and. It's gotten to be a, a huge like cult movie for people, but I remember at the time like very few people liked it. But now like everybody you talk to seems to love it, and that's the Big Lebowski. Um, I love the Coen Brothers. I love the Coen Brothers so much that I, I literally can't put in. When I heard that the Ballad of Buster Scruggs was coming on Netflix, I was like, "Well, I'm watching that as soon as I get am able to," uh, and it's really good too. Um, I also love Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is one of my favorite actors ever. Uh, and I love John Goodman. John, and I love Steve Buscemi. And I love Julianne Moore. I love everybody involved with this movie. <laughs> They're all great. Um, I have Steve Buscemi's autograph, actually. Um, yeah. I didn't meet him, but I have his autograph. He's not <laughs> going to tell us me. what he had to do to get that autograph. <laughs> Stop it. What? He was a firefighter, man. Um, yeah. Put Straight up. up. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't, you can't stop yourself, can you? <laughs> no. Keep going, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, I, The Big Lebowski is my favorite Coen Brothers movie. And um, I really... It's hard to put into words why, because it's a weird movie. 
Um, and it's really about the. I mean, it takes this super nineties movie, even though it takes place in the early nineties. Um, it's kind of a okay. It's kind of a. Uh, it's okay. It's kind of a take on like the old Raymond Chandler, Dashiell Hammett like crime novels but instead of having like a private detective you've got a stoner (laughs) basically and um and i just love like that idea (laughs) is that how this stoner sort of like stumbles into this because of his name stumbles into this like giant plot that's going on and he doesn't know really what's going on he just wants to get his rug back and like (laughs) and it's just i i find it an absolutely hilarious movie and uh and i I will. I, I trot it out every year and watch it. So it's a really good one. I gotta borrow it. I'll I've let been you. Told about a thousand times that I need to watch it. And mm-hmm. I haven't done it, so I just need to. Do it's it. strange. I mean, I won't lie to you. It's a strange movie, but I love it so much. <laughs> I've been told a thousand and one times. That's I do funny. need to apologize. <laughs> I need to apologize for my bad behavior. What's your number four, Blake? Uh, my number four is a 1991 movie, Ben. <clears throat> wow, I amaze myself sometimes. And I love this movie. Okay, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Um, because Keanu Reeves, I like everything he puts out. Why are you laughing at behind my back, Laura? Because that stunk. Laura passed gas on us in the microphone. It <laughs> stunk up the whole office. You the one said you had the bubble guts earlier and was gonna have to leave. You <laughs> straight tripping, G. <laughs> straight tripping. But, anyways, 91, I'm talking about Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, Gary Busey movie, Point Break is a great movie. It's a great movie. Keanu Reeves plays Special Agent Johnny Utah. He's a former uh, collegiate athlete turned FBI agent who is enlisted by the FBI to be Gary Busey's partner and help him crack these dead president robberies. You gotta help Gary Busey. (laughs) (laughs) Give me two of them, kid. Anyways. Come on. Come on, you butt horns. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Anyways... So um, you didn't know I could do a Gary Busey impersonation. I didn't know. Did you? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> so, anyways, they Keanu Reeves comes up with this idea that the best way to he thinks the robbers are surfers, and he uh, starts hanging out with Patrick Swayze, Bodie, who turns out to be the head bank robber, and uh, then he's torn between you know should I be their friend or not be their friend, blah 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 blah. You just see the battle of good and epic battle of good and evil in this movie, <laughs> and it's just a great movie. It's full of it's full of one liners that. You know, I still say, I am an FBI agent. <laughs> to the right, Bodie, people got hurt. You got to go down. <laughs> Cliff's on both sides. I'm not going to paddle New Zealand. Plus, it's got Flea and Anthony Kiedis <laughs> running around <laughs> chili peppers. And they get their teeth kicked in. <laughs> and they were War Child. I mean, who's going to hang out with somebody named War Child? Who's <laughs> War Child? I don't need to be your friend, doofus. Anyways. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's it's a really good movie. I, I like it. I don't really know what else to say about it. I'm just rambling because I'm at that point of the day where my reserve energy is gone, and so I'm going to pass the microphone on to Laura because there's no telling what might start coming out of my Here's mouth. Here's what will blow your mind, though. What's that? Blow this on. this ultra male movie yeah. directed by a lady. That's right, it Catherine Bigelow, lady in it too, who also directed The Hurt Locker and Zero <laughs> Dark Thirty. Had a pretty hot lady in it too. Anyways. She's cute. She used to be married to James Cameron. Anyways, so yeah, that's my number. Uh, what, what was that number four? Four. <laughs> I ain't pooed again. What you fanning me for? <laughs> my number four. I got Laura. So let's keep going. What you got for number? <laughs> Trace. That's three in Espanol. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
I got a little bit of fun made of me when I shared this with Lynn that, that this was my number three. It actually took a, a higher spot on my list uh, early, <laughs> earlier, but I did move it down in priority. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about Friday. Yeah. Got to lie, Craig. <laughs> Friday. It's oh. a great movie. Friday is one of the most quotable movies for me. It doesn't matter what's going on. <laughs> for some reason, you can always pull a line. It was the like breakout. I know that Chris Tucker did that. What is it? The Fifth Element or something? No, Friday's way better though. That to was me. Yeah, yeah, it was an earlier movie of his, but Friday yeah. is when his comedic okay, gotcha. Like debut came out, and he was hilarious, <laughs> and and it was hands down one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And you know this man, man? Um, or was that Rush Hour? That was Friday, no, that though. was the, okay. that was Friday. Yes, I'm running Chris Tucker movies together. Yes, um, but. Ice Cube was in there. Um, oh gosh, Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> I um, love that you called him Zeus. <laughs> I, no, I'm loving that you called him Zeus. <laughs> that, the, the whole line, Blake and I quote oh, oh, this. <laughs> Blake and I quote this all the time. Like different stuff from that movie. And one of them is um, my grandma gave me that chain where he takes <laughs> he takes the necklace like straight off the dude's neck yeah. and the bicycle <laughs> pops is tripping he said and I got to take the bike back to my house but we'll pretend like it's both of ours yeah. and, and, and then he just gets knocked we can't even say the rest of that line but you know it but you know it but it's so funny oh, that bike it's going to be more like our bike we just going to keep down the mic right <laughs> so my mother would ha- would absolutely have a stroke even to this day and I'm almost 40 if she knew that I had watched that movie (laughs) but it is so funny and there's never a time that it's not funny to me and the soundtrack I bought the soundtrack and it is like one of my favorites. Are you going to sing anything from the Friday soundtrack? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah right but anyway, so Friday's my number three, and I don't. That's a great movie. I don't feel like the need to justify it. I think it's a generational thing, and we were all. I mean, generally speaking, I'm the oldest of the bunch, but we're but we're all the same. Did you say generationally speaking. She's killing, about to swing that me. microphone right back Just into your head. Me. <laughs> but you know, I. <laughs> I think it's because. <laughs> that was creepy, Elma. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's kind of a uh, it's a '90s thing though because yes. the, it was the same decade that brought us Clerks, and Clerks and Friday to me are very similar. Just yeah, you know, it's, it's just part. Like every time I do one of these with you guys, I feel like that I'm. I always go back to my childhood or whatever, but. Mm when it makes a mark and an impression on you it sticks with you your whole life so just like jamie and his love for shawshank redemption and us watching it 50 million times Mm -hmm. friday is one of those movies for me and it didn't matter what friend you had over if you watched it you were going to laugh and have a good time Mm -hmm. and you know whatever so um yeah Yeah, I can't. I can't quote that movie on here. My preacher may actually listen to this. <laughs> I'll quote it, Paul, because I watch Friday. <laughs> Smoking. 
Manek. Mabek. Manek and Mabek. How come y'all don't ever have two things that go together? Man, get up. Who ain't wet over there? Peanut butter, no jelly. Ham, no burger. No sugar. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. I like pig's feet. That's your Mr. Postman. How the heck you get fired on your day off? I'm still in boxes. What you trying to do? Build a clubhouse or something? I love that movie, boy. Especially when when Mr. Parker chases Bernie Mac out of that house and you see Mr. Parker was a midget. Boy, he had them little legs just a scooting, boy. Anyways, before we start offending midgets, Ben, why don't you tell us what your number three this is? This has been a sure. midget-heavy episode. Yeah, earlier on one of our top news stories, we had a news Two story of our said, top news said, porn star named Bridget the Midget stabs boyfriend in the leg. What a low blow is that? Bridget the Midget. Anyways, I like midgets. They can't, but they keep coming up short. Anyways, Ben, what's your number three? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, my I number remember, three. <laughs> I remember when I was knee high to a grasshopper. You're still knee high to a grasshopper because you're a midget. Yeah. I'm sorry. My number sorry. three. You're gonna offend our large dwarf listening population. We don't have any dwarves listening to us. You don't know that. <laughs> We're on Spotify now, Blake. Uh, <laughs> um, not not sorry. anymore though. Sorry, Spotify. Sorry, midgets. <laughs> my, uh, my number three is, uh, I believe, 1991 as well. It's uh, The Fisher King, with oh. again with Jeff Bridges uh, and with Robin Williams, uh, directed by Terry Gilliam, who I've had the pleasure of meeting. Um, v- nice guy. He was wearing a Mr. Bill t-shirt. It was pretty cool. Um, and I was wearing a UHF t-shirt. Um, <laughs> that's how I roll. The... Um, it's a great movie. It, it there's few movies out there that actually make me cry um, because I've locked my emotions away with a key in my dark dark heart. Um, and but the Fisher King makes me cry. The um, the the idea is that Jeff Bridges plays this Howard Stern like shock DJ, and he this guy keeps calling into his show and he keeps running them down and he talks about how he wants to go to all these nice like restaurants and clubs and he's like oh you don't want to go there that's where the yuppies go and they you know you don't want to be one of them and like he's like okay <coughs> and then he's he's going to get this uh part in the sitcom and his his career is like all super great and then he turns the news on and he hears that that guy that he talked to on the radio took a gun into this restaurant and just started killing people and one of the people Sorry that he killed that was horrible. <laughs> and one of the people he kills is Robin Williams character's wife and after that he goes crazy and his life sort of spirals out of control and then he finds this guy and and Rick finds out that you know because his wife died in that event and he thinks that he can get his life back on track if he helps this guy out and robin williams's character has gone crazy and he thinks he's like a knight uh and he's got to find the holy grail and it is absolutely fantastic yeah, that's a pretty good movie it is great it's my, it's my favorite i love robin williams and it's my favorite robin williams movie i love um, robin williams too and um Rest in peace, Robin. And Robin Williams' performance in this movie is one. He's he's sorry, he's so good. He's so good in this movie. Robin Williams is my number one. Just yeah, throw that out there. 
And because um, Ben and I are, and I won't spoil the rest of it because I really do highly recommend you you seek it out and find it. It's a it's a great movie, and Terry Gilliam is one of the great visual storytellers. He's right up there with Tim Burton and like making things look interesting. Um, so it, both of them were animators in their early careers. I think that's why. Um, but it's a really good movie, and he was also in Monty Python. Gilliam was one of the Monty Python guys, so. Um, it's a great movie uh, it's an Oscar winning movie Mercedes Rule won Best Supporting Actress for The Fisher King if it won another one I'm not aware of it but it did win at least that one <laughs> it's a really good movie uh, and I highly recommend it highly recommend it highly what's that number three my Blake? number three is a Mel Gibson movie from uh, 95 three hours two minutes long it's a historical movie uh, it's Braveheart mm-hmm. love that movie Ever since it first came out, like I remember watching that movie and being like, "Holy cow, this is quite possibly one of the goriest VHSs I've ever watched in my life." Do it, and <laughs> let it, the English no. see you do it. And let the English <laughs> see you do it. It's a great movie, dude. Was it set around like 15th century somewhere in that area? Anyways, uh, I mean, you can go read this. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, just agree with me, like we know what we're talking about. Okay, geez. Yes. That's exactly when it took place. (laughs) Anyways, I mean, you can study the historical character of William Wallace. I'm sure there were some, um, some uh, dramatical um, license taken. (laughs) There were some uh, freedom they took with the story to make it seem more relevant. But basically, Scotland was under English rule. William Wallace didn't think they needed to be, and so he started an uprising to free them from King Edward the. First, was, yeah, yeah, Longshanks, yeah, Longshanks, this, from his rule, and it's just it's a great movie. Uh, they messed up when they when they tried to institute prima nocturne, <laughs> and they killed his wife, and then he just went ape after that. This can't be William Wallace. He went Mel Gibson on. <laughs> I am prettier than this man. Yeah, they say Wallace consumes the English with fireballs from his don't say it bolts of lightning from his eyes and fireballs from his arse I said arse that's an English way of not cursing anyways they may take our lives but they'll never take our freedom you know and on VHS it was two tapes two tapes yep yeah and so I mean it was good I I I loved it It, you know at the end of course Wallace dies but not before spoiler (laughs) <laughs> Not before he spurs revolution and Robert the Bruce leads them to their freedom, who also has his own movie coming, coming out. out. Sure Not does. too uh, far away from here, so I'm not going to harp on it anymore. I'm going to let Laura do that. Pass it on to the favorite ginger in the room. Give us your number two, two, two. <laughs> number two is... Um... <laughs> <laughs> he literally just lost his mind, folks. <laughs> Jeez. Um, number two has a funny story behind it. It came out in 1991. I was 11 years old when this movie hit the theater. That's hilarious. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, my mother, my mother banned MTV on our television until uh-huh. I was 18 years old because of the graphic content on MTV. I think I know what it is, but keep going. But she went on a date, and I had to go with her, and. Um, they went to the movies to see this movie and I am 11 years old watching this and I didn't get half of the stuff at the time but when it all caught on anyway Silence of the Lambs Ooh. Silence of the Lambs is now one of my favorite movies and even stop 
it's gonna end. Sorry, I have to watch it. I have to. Um, it's comp- it's a compelling movie. Oh like, wow, it really is. So Jodie Foster plays this. Um, Jodie Foster plays this FBI training agent, and one of the cases that she's working is over this guy named Buffalo Bill, mm-hmm. and she has to meet with Hannibal Lecter, who is a like who is. I mean, I've never seen lockdown quite like this, <laughs> but. Um, he's, a, he's a cannibal, but he's a genius. And so she goes into um, kind of profile this guy that they're looking for. And strangely enough, they kind of develop a relationship. Mm-hmm. And he gets into her mind a little bit, but she has a lot of self-control. But anyway, it's just such a great um, like murder mystery book and we like I mean or movie and we just like well it was a book first so. it was a book yeah but that's true anyway it it was just really good and so at the time I didn't understand fully what I was watching mm-hmm. I was real creeped out by several of the parts in there it's I, a creepy movie <laughs> I had a lot of questions when we left the movie theater but as an adult or as an older person watching it um I, I appreciated <laughs> All of the all of the acting and, and oh, yeah. I mean there's great That movie swept the Oscars. That's the only time a horror movie has ever It was incredible. Yeah, I done mean, that. And so so Judy, Maybe if you, you ever listen to eye back on yourself, Doctor Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Clarice. Um but it, in the basket. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose the again. Yeah, wasn't she some big fat girl? <laughs> <laughs> this is the best thing ever. This is better than quoting Friday. <laughs> I can do everybody in oh, silence of the land. Mr. I don't want to hurt your dog, but I'll eat him. Look out the Don't you know who my mom is? But but it was it was just a really great movie. It and, is a great movie, and I still watch it every time it comes on. And I saw the uh, the next movie that came out, which Hannibal. was uh, Hannibal, and then they had another one, mm-hmm. uh, the Red Dragon. We know they uh, Red Dragon they had made before in the eighties uh, uh, under a different name. There's a movie called Manhunter <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's also really good. Yep. Um, but it's uh, technically, I guess, it's the first Hannibal Lecter movie um, that, that anybody ever made. <laughs> I need Blake to get his life together. <laughs> I'm just thinking about in. Um, you keep Hannibal. thinking about multiple Migs, don't you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Multiple Migs. What did he say to you? I but can't then, say. It. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> but then I'm thinking about. I'll say when when we're done podcast, and I'll do my Clarice impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm thinking about. In Hannibal, where they feed the old dude in the wheelchair to the hogs. Uh-huh. Cordell! Cordell! <laughs> he said, uh, I can, uh, I'm gonna stop. stop. <laughs> He's like, great. My number two. <laughs> Look at the blood. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. My number two. Is a is a Murray family favorite. Oh, um, the Burbs. It's not the Burbs because that's the eighties. <laughs> that one. Oh, dang. <laughs> um, it's from nineteen ninety six or seven. I don't remember which. Um, it's directed by David Fincher. It stars Michael Douglas. 
It's a little movie called The Game. Uh, you both are going, have I seen that? Mm. But you should. It's a really good movie. It's uh, So Michael Douglas plays this rich jerk, basically. Um, and he is about to hit the same age that his father was when his father committed suicide. And he's basically this just... I wouldn't necessarily say he's evil. He's just like, he doesn't care, but he doesn't care about anybody or anything. He sort of built up his life and walled himself up in it. Um, and so for his birthday, his brother, played by Sean Penn, buys him a a game tailored to to you. And you don't know when the game starts, and you don't know when the game ends. And But all, one day, all of a sudden, it'll start. And I can't go into much more detail than that without giving it away. It is an utterly fantastic movie. I remember seeing the trailer for it back before it came out and going, I got to see this movie. And I'm not, I generally, at the time, I'm more open to them now. I was not like a Michael Douglas fan. Like, he's just not a guy that I went, I want to see that movie because I love Michael Douglas. But um, it's so good. And. Uh, crack.com did a video one time where they sort of they equated it to like a Christmas carol and the more I think if you watch the movie and think about a Christmas carol while it's playing it, it, it'll it actually make sense like I said I can't give too much away he's very Scrooge like um, Michael Douglas's <coughs> character uh, I love this movie it's it oh God I can't say that much about it um, is it on the I don't know if it's on Netflix because I own it, so I don't. <laughs> um, There's not very movie, many movies that Ben don't. That's true. I'm, I would make people cry if they saw how many DVDs I own. Um, um, I've witnessed your collection. <laughs> I need to come surf in your collection. I need to. I'm all, I'm down with that. I'm down for that. <laughs> but it's it's a great movie. Um, it's kind of funny. David Fincher also did Seven. He did uh, mm-hmm. Fight Club, um, Zodiac, Gone Girl, uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, uh, and The Social Network. He's just he's in a bunch of great movies. Uh, and The Game is my favorite. It's my absolute favorite. Uh, he also did Alien 3, Blake, his most derided film. <laughs> Alien 3 is an okay movie. I like Alien 3. I know a lot of people don't. Should have started um, after Aliens, but no. <laughs> We need another movie with Sigourney Weaver and some aliens. Ball what head. we didn't need was Alien Resurrection. <laughs> no. Anyways, that's and Winona Ryder is a whiny android. Um, Why is Winona Ryder not whiny? <laughs> this is so not cool. Um, anyway, the game. God, I wish. It's kind of weird that I can't just I can't say that much about it without giving it away, and you need to not know that much going into it. Uh, but it's a great movie. It's a great mystery suspense movie um and michael douglas is great i actually became a bigger michael douglas fan because of that movie all right blake numero dos i'm sorry i'm in my own little world over here just you are laughing at random thoughts (laughs) lord forgive me my number two (laughs) after a lot of thought and i purposefully and and i'll tell you what I was going to have it number two when we get to honorable mentions, but I'm not going to mention it right now because there's no way I'll be able to salvage this train wreck and we'll just, just spin <laughs> off on it. Uh, my number two that I picked is a 1990 uh, movie starring Jeff Daniels and John Goodman. I'm talking about arachnophobia. Oh. 
It's a, it's a good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie, and I picked it for a reason because it's one of those that borderlines on a decent comedy and a horror movie at the mm-hmm. same time. Because who's not afraid of spiders? You know what I mean? Uh, so basically, Mark Taylor plays this nature photographer. And he goes to Venezuela and he dies while he's on this trip. So when they bring his body back to this California town that he lives in, guess what hitches a ride? The dang spider that killed him. And this spider starts turning into more spiders and people start popping up dead. And um, Jeff Daniels actually plays Dr. Ross Jennings, who is a um, arachnophobe doctor. And, uh, and so he suspects spiders and he starts searching stuff out and finds this big dang mamma jamma spider and big as uh, Lynn's transformer car hiding in this barn trying to kill people. Uh, and John Goodman steals the show. Isn't that's this? right. <laughs> he played Delbert McClinic. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was great. It was a good movie. Like I said, it had comedic value, but it also had that suspense and that yeah. on it because I don't really like Spy. I mean, they don't like terrify me, like like make me just freak out and do I'm crazy not scared stuff. of them like I am snakes, but I, I, mean, I, snakes but I understand. Really the- <laughs> but yeah, so arachnophobia is... Really? Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> so if it was spiders on a plane with Samuel L. Jackson, it would be over. Spitters, burn it. Eight-legged freaks starring David Arquette. Oh my God, that was <laughs> stupid. Anyways, that's my number two. Laura, let's go ahead and jump into the cream of the crop. First of all, I'm, I'm oh, going to say sorry. I think Blake gets the award for the the movie I expected to hear the least. This was the arachnophobia. I did not expect wait, to hear that movie. Did. Where do I get my number one? Uh-oh. Hold that award. Yeah. Which I don't know. If you know me, then you probably know where my number one's going. Anyways, Laura, what you got for number uno? Bill and Ted's that was in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> That's the one. Never mind. Okay. Number one. Number one deserves a drum roll. My number one movie is is not just my number one 90s movie. It is my favorite movie of absolutely all times, mm-hmm. and that is Forrest Gump. Forrest. I went to see that in the movie theater as well when I was uh, 15 or 16 years old, when it came out, and I was so moved. Yeah. I think it's one of the first movies I ever, like, cried, cried. like, uncontrollably watching Um maybe still magnolias but but tr- <laughs> true emotion that didn't you know whatever it it was phenomenal tom hanks is one of my favorite actors yeah, if great. not my favorite he's he's one of my favorites and um robin wright played such a great uh part in that movie as jenny mm-hmm. and then uh sally field even as his mother it was just the way that they moved through time sequences mm-hmm. and made him relatable in every story and it, and you laughed and you cried and you you know it was a cliffhanger not knowing what was about to happen but then you know it, it was just so good and then well who was the guy that played Lieutenant Dan? Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise did such a phenomenal job in that movie yeah. and I mean he was so believable I, I thought this dude has no legs and yeah. you know whatever <laughs> and and he was just the whole thing worked so well together it was just a well put together movie and it's one that I can let my kids watch it has a little language yeah, I was about to say it's, still, it's it pretty has, rough it, has a, it has a little language <laughs> but as far as um, just the genuine of mm-hmm. the movie is it's so spot on and I just love 
the character and I love how it kind of ended where you know he's raising his son and the feather keeps flying I don't know it just moved me and yeah. it will always move me and it will always be number one in my book unless something really amazing happens in the next whatever I hope that uh, Blake has a really good choice <laughs> for his number one movie Forrest Gump is uh, also so Robert Zemeckis directed Forrest Gump and he's, he also did you know Back to the Future Who Framed Roger Rabbit um, really in fact he's I used to joke and I love Forrest Gump too but I used to joke you know uh, I was like man Zemeckis has really got this thing for uh, having scenes in his movies of like women getting roughed up in a car and then somebody coming coming and, and saving them he does the same true. thing in Back to the that's Future that's right that's right I did not realize it was the same <laughs> yeah. same guy but, uh, but it, it really is Tom Hanks he almost doesn't even have to do anything anymore because he's he he engendered so much goodwill in the early early to mid nineties that he almost doesn't have to do he, anything anymore. Like his his um, choices in movies is so good. I've, yep. I've only seen maybe like two or three where I kind of went eh, whatever, or or two or three that I didn't find myself like I didn't want to yep. watch. Um, what was it called? The Da Vinci Code. Yeah, I, there was mm. so much. There was so much hoopla about that that yeah. it made it very disinteresting to me. So I didn't care anything about watching it. But I mean, even going back to being a kid and watching Big mm-hmm. or Splash, or he yep. he, you just kind of watched him evolve as this actor, and he starts off. Well, real, he was a comedian. Yeah. He was a comedic actor for basically for the first part of his career and and so like seeing him take on those it, it was kind of just a, a shifting moment I think when he took that on and then you can really appreciate him in all these other roles that he's played and yeah. so now I'm, I'm on the fence guys I'm going to be honest with you he's playing Mr. Rogers and, and I just don't know if I can do it I don't know I feel like ah, if anybody could do it he would be yeah. the one yeah but I just don't know that you can mess with that. Like, oh. Nobody nobody can pretend to be that good a person. <laughs> I mean, genuinely that good a person. Yeah. You know? And so anyway, I'm I'm very I'm very much struggling with yeah. whether or not to go and see that. I feel like I'm probably going to or wait at least until it comes out of the yeah. red box, but Mr. Rogers is is our time. Like, you know, he's our, <laughs> our childhood. That and reading Rainbow, you know what I mean? So anyway. Hello, neighbor. Right, but but I and I guess as a kid I didn't realize how much he plugged so many positive, wonderful things and all of the imaginary play because everything kind of felt that way to me. Yeah. It's not like how it is now with some of the stuff. We know. I'm sure you've heard the story, and we're off on a tangent now. Sorry. But, um, uh, you know, he used to as the show went on he would start announcing when he was feeding his fish because there was he had a there was a a blind kid that would listen to the show and he was he he always worried about the fish because he never got he couldn't see him getting fed so he would always say he was feeding the fish when he (laughs) because of that blind kid's letter how incredible is that yeah What an anyway, awesome person. I know. The world was a better place because of Mr. Rogers. I know. We've all let him down <laughs> miserably. We're, we're all awful. We've, met, we've let him down miserably. But anyway, not, go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry. Number two. All right. Number one. 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 
My Jeez. number one is Fred Rogers. Probably on one of y'all's list of like movies you didn't think you'd hear, um, along with the game. Um, it's by Tim Burton, who I'm on the fence about in mm. general. Stars Johnny Depp. I just, nope. And it stars an, it has an Oscar-winning performance by Martin Landau playing horror great Bela Lugosi, and it is the movie Ed Wood. I love the movie Ed Wood. I mean, knowing you, that doesn't really surprise <laughs> me. Ed yeah, Wood is a shocked. movie about the man who is called the worst filmmaker of all time. Yeah. Um, but when I watch that movie, and I'm sure it's it's definitely on purpose, um, he was not a good filmmaker. But he had so much passion for making these terrible movies. <laughs> like, I was telling you for this split second that I thought you were going to tell me Edward Scissorhands. I was throwing everything in my life I don't know. Being <laughs> <laughs> throwing out Amadeus and all this other great stuff. If he tells me Edward, Edward Scissorhands is his favorite movie. Edward Scissorhands, Edward Scissorhands kills me because of Winona, uh, Winona Ryder and old lady makeup. Um, other than that, I really like that movie. Um, Ed Wood, it's just a great uh, Johnny Depp plays that role with such like great. Let's put on a show like this. This crazy energy, which he said was a, it was a combination. He told somebody in an interview that it was like part Ronald Reagan, part the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> but it's it's a it's a it's in black and white, so a lot of people have issues with it because some people say they can't watch black and white movies. But um, so racist. It's. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's salt and pepper. The um. I can't watch that. Anyway, stop it. But it's a. It's based sorry. on a real man who really made these really bad movies, mm-hmm. and and Martin Landau, who who also had the pleasure of meeting before he passed away, um, and got his autograph on a uh, steal from Ed Wood with where he's with Johnny Depp and they're doing their hands like this at the TV screen. Um, he plays Bela Lugosi, the man who played Dracula in the original 1931 Dracula. And um, and Ed Wood sort of helped Bela Lugosi come back a little bit, even though he was in these really bad movies. He had was basically not working and was a drug addict um, out in the suburbs of Los Angeles. And um, and it's sort of about how this like crazy collection of like weirdos that this man like brought around himself, uh, Swedish wrestler Tor Johnson, uh, Vampira who was the precursor to Elvira, um, uh, the amazing Griswold who was like a he used to come on the Tonight Show and like make predictions and stuff like I predict that in the movie they do the man will colonize Mars in the next you know blah 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 That's, but it's a great movie of, of eccentric people with a passion for making movies and they do it even though they don't really know what they're doing <laughs> and I love it um, it's a great movie I, I really I do suggest I can't guarantee you that everybody's gonna love it uh, it's got a great cast Johnny Depp Bill Murray Sarah Jessica Parker um, George the Animal Steel um uh, Jeffrey Jones before he got arrested for being a pervert. Um, <laughs> others. I see. <laughs> well, he went Martin Landau. Well, he unfortunately we, he's he is that now. He was in Amadeus too. Um, Amadeus. Amadeus, which sucks because he's also he's in so many good movies. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, anyways. 
Jeffrey Jones. Why you got to make it so hard to like you? Um, anyway, Ed Wood, that's my favorite 90s movie. I love it. I literally, I, I had a film, um, uh, one of my film professors when I was up in um, – up in Atlanta in college, we would we would keep each other updated on like news of when the Ed Wood Blu-ray was coming or DVD was coming out. And we're like, because it was unavailable for a long time, and like we were like, hey, that uh, Disney's going to release that Ed Wood DVD we hear because is a Touchstone movie and Touchstone is a Disney subsidiary. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'll stop harping in. It's your turn. What's your number one, Blake? Um, yeah. So my number one, <laughs> I love this movie. Like. I, it's it's one of my all-time favorite movies ever. And so maybe this is going to be a shocker to you, Ben. City Slickers 2? No. <laughs> the Legend of Curly's Gold. Yeah, no. It's not The Legend of Curly's Gold. <laughs> I already prepped this and Robin Williams was in it, for Christ's sake. Come out of well, 19... Robin Williams was in City Slickers 2. <laughs> no, he was not. 1991. Um, we went hard on 91. Fantasy adventure <laughs> epic. Um, directed by Steven Spielberg. Hook, hook, hook. Gosh, yes. Hook is one of my all-time... Do not give me that look behind my back, brother. I can feel you staring at me. Julie I Roberts making hook. the list twice, too. Hook is, like, hook is one of those movies that, had I watched it when I was a child like I did, I loved it. Had I watched it when I was an adult for you the first time, it as much. I still would have loved it. You think so? Loved the movie from yeah from start to end. Of course, it's about the Peter Pan story. You don't love Peter Pan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I even like his peanut butter. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> <Couldn't run. laughs> mm. <laughs> Just keep talking. <laughs> Prefer the or honey wait, roasted. Maybe don't. Maybe don't. Anyways, keep um, and so it, in the movie, <clears throat> Dustin Hoffman plays Captain Hook, and he comes and kidnaps uh, Peter Banning's children, who is played by Robin Williams, who turns out to be Peter Pan, just grown up as a fat, overshape. Or Side over- note, though, can we talk about how awesome Dustin Hoffman was as Captain yes, Hook in that movie? In a minute. In a minute. <laughs> he was unrecognizable as Captain Hook. <laughs> I mean, but dude, look, it had Dustin Hoffman in it. Um, uh, let's see, Julia Roberts was in that movie. There's, I mean, there's there's some good Gwyneth Paltrow was in that. She played Wendy Darling at one point. Uh, Glenn Close was in that movie. Yeah, she plays one of the pirates. Yeah, one of the pirates. Bob Hoskins was in that. He played mm-hmm. Smee. Um, and then, you know, there's... Phil Collins ones. played the uh, the police inspector. That's right. Uh, Dante Basco was in there. He's one of the greatest supporting actors ever. Bangarang Rufio. Uh, Rufio. <laughs> yeah, Bangarang Rufio. I mean, not to mention, like, Amber Scott, James Matteo was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, These are the kids. Thomas Tulak, yeah. It's a great movie. I've, I've really enjoyed the movie. We see Peter Pan go back, rescue his kids, passes, or we think Rufio's going to be the next one until Captain Hook kills him. Way to go, Captain Hook. Then he names Thud, the fat one that can't fly, to be replace him as a Peter Pan. There's no amount of happy thoughts as getting that big kid off the ground. <laughs> I'm sorry. This be reality. It's not fat shaming. It's just reality. Um, it's it's a good movie. I mean, it is a really, really, really good movie. I, I've enjoyed it. It made like uh, three hundred million at the box office. That's crazy. It was a great movie, and I don't really think I need to say anything else about it because it's a great movie. If you don't like it, fight me. That's all I'm gonna say. Because this has been a Blake's Excellent Adventure podcast. But f- but first you got to learn how to fight, and then you got to learn how to fly, and then, and then you got to learn how to crow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you crow? When I was a kid, oh. I used to want to eat that imaginary like that whipped cream food, food that they ate. Heck yeah. Hey, Rufio, why don't you go suck on a dead dog's nose? Movie's great. Get John Avery in here. We'll quote this movie all night long. 
It's a fantastic movie. So y'all got any honorable mentions? <laughs> Let me All go right. ahead and mention. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I'm going to try to do this without pausing because I know we're going late on time. Yeah, we are. All right, The Green Mile, another Stephen mm-hmm. King. Another uh, Stephen King prison movie. And it has Tom Hanks. And it has Tom Hanks. And it has... Um, <laughs> Me and you. <laughs> I, Sam Rockwell is one of the greatest actors of all time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, that, That's a great cast, too. It was a great cast. And the guy who played John Coffey, mm-hmm. like the drink only spelled different. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Um... It's it's like a double name, God, double Michael first name. Clark Duncan. Oh man! God rest his soul. I know. I loved him because he was in Armageddon too, uh-huh. and he was he was actually in Friday. He was an extra was in the he? movie Friday. Yes, whenever <laughs> they were rolling dice in front of the bicycle, and yeah. homeboy comes to get his bike, he's one of the extras. So whenever he hits the guy, he's one of the ones yelling. But anyway, I loved him. Um, so the Green Mile. <laughs> I'm going to bring a little bit of uh, Disney animation That's to the fine. list because we didn't mention anything, but I felt like that the 90s were a good time for Disney. Oh, yeah. Um, but the the best one was Lion King, and I haven't seen the new one. I haven't seen the new one I because I can't make myself watch the new one. I just like the <laughs> old one, and I like it to be just that way, and I don't want to talk about it. I just want to do what I want to do. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you and I talk about Kyle talk about it. Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin Williams is is hands down, oh, just one of the funniest guys ever. It's so heartbreaking that he's not with us anymore. But but not just funny, just a great talent. Like mm. in everything that he does, you know, he was great at everything. He was just so phenomenal. That movie makes me think of my grandma because she loved that movie. Made her laugh so it hard. It's so funny. It's just so funny. Like when they're going through all of the. Um, Different regimes trying to give him his own look so that oh, he's when not he, like, recognizable. When he looks like Streisand oh and all that. Oh my gosh, he's so hilarious. And he floats from character to character. Yes, Bobby he floats, Feierstein. He floats from character to character, even in that, so so effortlessly. And he's just so phenomenal. Anyway, um, I'm going to get crucified for this, but no, Made in Manhattan is not on my list, Lynn Robbins. <laughs> Is he, that a 90s movie? He was making fun of me saying that he was sure that Made in Manhattan was going to be on here, but that's okay. But did Titanic? No way, Jose. <laughs> no way, Jose. No way, Jose. Son-in-law. Son-in-law. Buddy. Uh, <laughs> Encino Man. And pretty much right then, movies. it was so funny. Like, Polly Shore, just stupid, but stupid funny. And anyway. Uh, <laughs> It's the Leaning Tower of Chisa. <laughs> Can I whittle whip with you, cool buddy? Actually, I think I took mine from a goofy movie, but that's what okay. Was it? Oh, he also says, uh, <coughs> which one are you, dude? Bartles or James? Anyway. <laughs> Ten Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. Clueless. Which we talked about earlier. Clueless, which was just stupid. Clueless is a great movie, though. <laughs> I love I loved that movie. Anyway, Wayne's World one and two. Uh-huh. It's very much very much time period. And for those of you who say that Wayne's World Two is not as good as Wayne's World One, let me tell you something. You are wrong. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. I and completely agree. I love Wayne's Aerosmith shows up in Wayne's World Two for heaven's sakes. Right? Kim Basinger. Wayne's World 2 Anyway Heather great. Locklear Heather be thy name Yes Sweet, Sweet. 
Um, Shaw, right. <laughs> right. Anyway, ghost, home alone, Edward Scissorhands, dumb and dumber. Dumb and I'm, dumber. I'm done. Like, did you name every other movie that was made in the 90s that didn't get on the list? <laughs> well, do you, did you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I'm going to let you go ahead first. Um, ooh, um, uh-huh. well, LA Confidential, I mentioned that mm-hmm. one earlier. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I love Candyman. Candyman. Yeah, that's one of my favorite horror movies, and it may make a it may make a, an appearance mentions. later on in the month of it's October. My honorable mentions list. I love Candyman. That's a great movie. Um, uh, Wag the Dog is a great movie. Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, where they um, they stage a war in order <coughs> to uh, save a, a president from a political pers- uh, from a scandal. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Um, Dazed and Confused is oh, another one that I love. Um, are you cool, man? <laughs> are you holding? It'd be a lot cooler if you were. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you like him because he's like, red is definitely my color. <laughs> I love those red um, I'm sure there's more. I, mm-hmm. I really didn't think about any honorable mentions, so I didn't write any down. So that's just off the top okay. of my head. So I'm gonna just throw this out there. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, it's a great it's movie. A great one. Uh, Usual Suspects. Another great one. It's a great one. Um, Con Air, just for the crappy, <laughs> cheesy acting and Steve don't touch the rabbit. It's horrible, but it was Shin. so funny. Um, as a He's comedy. a free man. <laughs> yeah, like all those. Also, all those really cheesy movies that uh, that uh, Steven Seagal put out. Oh God! Like um, what's the one? Mark for death. What was the dang one he was at where he was on the boat? What's the one where he was on the boat? I can't even think of that one. Under Siege? Yeah, but that was only a two-worder. Until you got to Under Siege What two. was the one where like he, he does the slap game with that guy and he like beats him and he's like, what does it take for a man to change? Like, oh, it's, man. it's awful, it but horrible. it's great. And so like, here's the one that almost made my list. And when I say this, Laura's going to understand why I didn't put this one on my list. Because had I dissected this movie, we would still be laughing. And that's what's eating Gilbert Grape. <laughs> that's a great I'm just, movie. Stop. I'm just being honest. Just it's a good movie, though. Oh, Gilbert. Oh, Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert, I killed it. Like, I know what's eating Gilbert Grape. It's his mama. <laughs> eating everything she can get her hands on. Anytime your mama dies, you got to burn the whole house down. Give me back I'm my sorry. son. Give me back my son. <laughs> oh, That's a good movie, though. Um, Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert. <laughs> he does his fingers. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm glad we're not doing YouTube tonight. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't put it in my list because I knew there's no way on God's green earth I'm going to be able to talk about that movie without offending everybody else that I hadn't already offended tonight. But it's a good. I mean, in all reality, you know, joking aside, What's Eating Gilbert Grape is a very good movie. I was trying to think if there was any other ones I could think of off the top of my head. I'm Heat sure it's a good movie. That Al Pacino. Is a good movie. Last Moon. of the Mohicans. Um, Last of the, God, how'd I forget that one? <laughs> Dances with Wolves. There you go. Yeah. Last of the Mohicans was a great movie. Um, Pretty Woman. Clerks. Oh, we mentioned that one. Uh, Clerks was a big deal Train for me. Spotting. Train Spotting. I but, love Train Spotting, but that movie is so depressing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought of you when I saw it. Jones, dude. Did you look it up? 
Yeah, because I couldn't figure out which actor it was. And uh, the, the allegations that sucks, the, doesn't it? Yuck. Right? Yeah. He's in so many great movies, Yuckers. too. And Deadwood. He was in that show. He was in Sleepy Hollow. He's in so much good stuff. He was in Beetlejuice. Yeah. He was in Howard the Duck, and that movie sucked, but... In the best possible Go back and watch it, dude. It's not... I own it on DVD, but it's a terrible movie. It had Leah Thompson in it, barely clothed. That's all I'm going to say. That's true. It does have that going for it. Let's land this plane, because we're in an hour. You know what? Let's land this plane. doing a really good job keeping this podcast under an hour and 15 minutes. Then you show up, Miss Time Critiquer, <laughs> and we're an hour and 45. Ben, um, what's going on? Tell us what's going on. Yeah. We well, you know what's going on tomorrow, don't you, Blake? I do. Shut up. Don't remind me <laughs> because I'm going to be here and not there. Yeah, I know my blue heaven. Man, it worked. That was a good one. For those of you besides the Guns and Roses concert tomorrow, tomorrow Guns and Roses are going to be playing in Jacksonville, assuming that this podcast gets up tomorrow. <laughs> Fuzzy face, shut it. Um, but guess yeah, what? On October third, Scott Stapp. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Stapp is going to be in Jacksonville. No, pneumonia. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. With arms wide open. I love that song. Oh, come thou fount of endless blessing. We really wish we were alive. Um, Quarters in session. Sorry. But it is ill. Now, I just want to, I just want like Scott, I may have said this the last time we talked about Scott Stapp. I want Scott Stapp singing every song. So. I want Scott Stapp. How do I live without you? <laughs> Seventy six trombones in the big parade. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. There they are standing around. I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets. Marsha Bonnie was on the streets. <laughs> All of a sudden, have an English accent whenever you're. I don't know. <laughs> in regular I don't know. It's great. Show your face. Who's doing this? Who's doing this, Laura? <laughs> and also, Thank Thomas Rhett will be in Jacksonville on October fourth. Mount up, mount up. Scott Stapp sings all the songs, and it may be that may be coming on next week's podcast. But go ahead and say it. Oh, Chris Stapleton. Yes, he is. I'll be there. <laughs> we don't care. So and I swear. <laughs> <laughs> by the moon and the stars in the sky. My little Texas tornado. <laughs> blowing me away again. Johnny's daddy was taking him fishing. <laughs> He was eight years old. Keep in mind the entire time. Uh, imagine him singing this with wearing a uh, a white t-shirt and a billowing shirt on top of it, yes. being blown by the majestic wind blowing <laughs> in. I'm an Indian outlaw, half parakeet and hot dog. <laughs> Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle. <laughs> Thank God I'm a country boy. Almost heaven, West Virginia. <laughs> 
Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Can you imagine, like, if they redid We Are the World and it's nothing but, nothing but Scott, Scott stuff? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish I was an Oscar Mayawini. If I could remember the words to the Full House oh, theme, I'd sing that. <laughs> My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. <laughs> Juicy fruit is gonna move you. <laughs> The bigger love the family. <laughs> okay, well, let's land this plane. Yeah, sorry. We've been singing about Scott Stapp for. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go, girls. Moving on up. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. Anything else? What's happening? Any other Scots? Anybody got any requests? Here's the. If you have any requests for fruit. songs you want us to sing as Scott Stapp, uh, send it to us uh, either on Facebook or. Uh, we are farmers. <laughs> bum, bada, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Nationwide is on your side. Shout to the Lord of the earth. Sorry. Go ahead, finish it, man. Jesus. In the name. <laughs> you just took the Lord's name in vain, Blake. <laughs> I said, Jesus, help us. <laughs> or was that just uh, Scott Stapp? It's uh, we're almost at two hours. Okay. Finish it. Bye, guys. <laughs> Wait, is that all we have for what's happening? That's in the it. Room? That's all I got. Wow. Um, yeah, Lynn's going to look at this one and shake his head and be like, Lark, You guys Lark, were doing so back. good. Laura <laughs> can't come back again, Blake. Laura's not ever doing this again. Um, anyways. So thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Ben Blake's Excellent Adventure Podcast. I want to thank Laura Nipper for uh, sitting in and making this go a lot longer than it should. I'm kidding. <coughs> um, next week, join us back where we will discuss our... Got one for you. Well, go ahead. You like you had one. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was thinking uh, Stephen King movies since it's uh, t- yeah, it'll be tis the season. We can do that. We'll save mine for later. Top five Stephen King movies since we're kicking off the month of October and the month of Satan's Day. A bunch of heathens of, giving of, your kids all Beelzebub's candy. Sal uh-huh. <laughs> and the Feast of Sal Yeah, anyways. Go worship the devil with your candy. Anyways, <laughs> so thank you for joining us this week's edition of Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure. Uh, we do want to hear from you guys. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. We are sorry that we went over time this week. Not yeah. really, but if you're a true fan, you'll listen, and it's worth it to hear sing like Scott Stapp for a few minutes. Anyways, uh, you can check us out on the Twitter. We are at Excellent Dude. You can hit us up on Instagram at Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure. Find us on the Facebook page at Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure. Uh, you can email us at Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure at gmail.com or hit Ben and I either one up on our personal Facebook pages, Ben Murray or Blake Pittman. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, we're also available. Uh, you can check us out on the Facebook link. You can mm-hmm. us up on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Radio America, on Google I know Play Trey's Store. been listening on Spotify. That's Good how he job, listens. Trey. You know, I want to give a shout out to Trey and Gabe Escobedo because they listen to us every week. Every week. We have others that listen. Mm-hmm. We have others that listen every week too. Joshua. But who? I'm just saying words now. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and your friend listens too, right? Hashim, what's his name? No, yes. Brian. Me, one of them. 
couple of uh, one Brian, two Brian's possibly, and one Hashim. <laughs> Hashim, two Brian's, one Hashim, please. Anyways, um, so thank you guys for listening. Make sure you recommend us when you go on like the Spotify and places like that. Like it, subscribe, so it'll tell you when the new episodes come out. But also give us a review because uh, the more reviews we have that are positive, the more we get boosted up in their algorithm, and it'll put us out there and say, "Hey guys, you'll listen to this really cool podcast." Um, so yeah, check that out. Ben, you got anything else you want to add? Nope. Cause Bye, the guys. Ramble Monster <laughs> is real. Laura, you want to say anything before we go? All right, good. Uh, so for Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure, this is Blake reminding you guys, be excellent to each other. And party on, dude. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. Later. I got to do that to him. <laughs>